Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Now, if you're still in the mood for winning some cash, we still have the inflation bonus contest going on here at KFI. Another week, around 320 is when you get the next keyword. Then John will tell you how to enter it. And please follow his instructions carefully. Do not text that word. But he'll give you the details about how you enter at 320 here on the John and Ken show. Well, there was another, uh, this, uh, is it a mass shooting? Well, you, uh, you killed three and wound two? I guess it is. Uh, this happened in Virginia. And a former University of Virginia football player is suspected of opening fire and killing three UVA football players and wounding two others. Uh, During a news conference today, the University of Virginia president, Jim Ryan, said the three players shot and killed were a junior receiver named Lavelle Davis Jr., a junior receiver named Devin Chandler, and a junior defensive end or linebacker named uh, Deshaun Perry. And uh, the suspect in the shooting, and he was nabbed, and apparently he was nabbed around the time of the news conference. It was like breaking news. Christopher Darnell Jones Jr. Just before 11 a.m., he was nabbed. Uh, he was charged with three counts of second-degree murder and three counts of using a handgun in the commission of a felony. Now, he was listed as a freshman running back on the team's 2018 roster. And his roster bio noted that he previously played at a high school, a couple of high schools in the state of Virginia. Now, in a long profile in the Washington Post, apparently... <laughs> He did come to the attention of police a couple of months ago, and uh, he also was a subject of a separate incident in 2021 that involved a concealed weapon. Um, <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> There's always a trail, isn't there? Yeah, always it says a trail. here, a prior criminal incident involving a concealed weapon violation that occurred outside the city of Charlottesville in February of 2021. Uh, Also, there are reports 
that this man who turns 23 later this week had been involved in some sort of hazing investigation. They still haven't revealed a lot about that. But if you put two and two together and he was on the football team and there was some complaint about a hazing and uh, apparently uh, this may have been the time and place where he decided to, uh, to take action. He actually was analyzed by a threat assessment team for a weapon at the school. Oh. He was previously investigated by the school because he claimed he owned a gun. He was the subject of a separate incident involving a concealed weapon. And uh, they took a trip. Uh, apparently, uh, he was listed in the student directory as a, in a college of arts and sciences. He joined 25 other students on a school trip to Washington, where the group watched a play. They ate together. And when the students returned to campus, he opened fire, I think, in the parking garage. Oh, so he traveled with, with the three people that he murdered. And two that he injured. It appears yeah. he did, right? Right. And, so he comes maybe to, maybe something happened during that, or I don't well, know, or or it was a plan, uh, or yeah. it was some weird impulse because they had been looking at him for a while uh, because of uh, because of his talk about guns for him carrying a gun. So yes. you know there was there, but these guys again, like every other story we've ever done involving a a multiple shooting, is that they have a trail. It doesn't just happen that morning. It builds up over time, and they show behaviors. If somebody's being investigated as a threat assessment, well, yeah. didn't he get shocked the next year he actually pulls out a gun and kills three people? Yeah. You said he was a threat. You were doing the assessment. But when you do a threat assessment, what are you supposed to do with the, with the results? Whether they say, yes, he's a threat or no, he's a threat. Doesn't stop him from firing the gun if he wants to. In September, the school's police chief said, we got information that Mr. Jones made a comment about possessing a gun to a person who was unaffiliated with the university. The police believe the person who reported him never saw a gun, but noted that the comment wasn't made as a threat either. The school followed up with Jones's roommates who told them they had not seen him with a weapon. Mm-hmm. But he had been on the threat assessment team's radar because of a hazing investigation that was eventually closed because witnesses would not cooperate. And right now they're not providing any other information about uh, that investigation. Strangely enough, he was the subject of a profile in the Richmond Times-Dispatch in 2018. I guess that's when he first got to UVA. And it was all about all the obstacles he's overcome in life. While his mother's work, he had to feed his three siblings. He'd walk to the nearby grocery store to pick up stuff. His parents divorced when he was five. His father left. Uh, and he then talked about being bullied. Oh, there it is again. Mm-hmm. When I went to school, people didn't understand me. Right. He told the reporter I was smart. There were suspensions and stints at alternative school because he attacked other children who bullied him. So this may be a manifestation of the but, same thing. If but, he got hazed and felt bullied again, that may have triggered him to... Uh, but, but, of course, a progressive newspaper presents a story as, look at this, look at this uh, kid trying to overcome all the terrible things that happened to him in his life without stopping to think that all those terrible things would likely make him a danger. Because he may put on a good face for the interview, but there's a lot of anger and resentment boiling inside of him. 
Yeah, but one of his were, friends they're told all about the post the, the rah rah story. Yeah, his one of his friends told the post Brian Logan, who was a close friend and teammate in middle and high school. Well, he would wear outdated clothes and outdated shoes. A lot of people did not wear at the time. They'd make fun of him because of that. But he was always a nice person who grew up in an unfortunate situation with his dad not being much in his life and his mom not being the best off financially. Mm-hmm. But he always made good grades. And he Everybody... told the Times-Dispatch, I would get upset because my intelligence was being insulted. Kids would pick on me. You know what I like? It's, uh, it's these look-on-the-bright-side stories, which the news media loves to do. Look at all the... Uh... Obstacles he's overcome. Uh, oh, look, he's getting good grades. The real story is what's going on inside his head. If he's abandoned by his father, his kid, the kids in his class are bullying him for years. His mother is poor. out of whack in some way, poor. Yeah. Well, what do you think is going to happen eventually? Most of the time, those kids don't end up well. And, and uh, a newspaper reporting doing this cheerleading thing because that's what progressive writers do, uh, doesn't help. You're not getting at the truth of the situation, obviously. These kids are extremely troubled on the inside. Yeah, and what it looks like is back in grade school, you know, he would fight back, which means just with punches. But now that he's an adult, right, he's 22, and he gets hazed and he gets bullied again, well, now he's got a gun. Fathers who abandon their children are the cause of a huge percentage of crime in this country. Huge percentage. And it starts with dads running off, impregnating a woman, and leaving. Or running off in early or mid-childhood. Causes a tremendous amount of anger in the kid. And then you're poor. And then everything's a struggle. Because mom can't handle it alone. Yeah. Yeah. So. We don't know if he targeted these people. rarely talked about in public. Right. We don't know if he targeted these three players that he shot. It's assumed that maybe he did. Since oh, maybe they teased him. Who knows? You think during the during the trip? Yeah. Maybe something happened during this trip that we don't know yet. Yeah. That yeah, he got him worked up and he's got a gun on him. Like, yeah, there's a trigger. And they, he could have uh, done this any day with any group. I mean, he's walking around with a loaded gun. All right, when we return, the first thing we do is give you a shot at some money. It's $1,000. Lee, listening for the keyword to enter. Coming up, John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next hour. And I just so happen to have been in Long Beach this weekend. We're going to talk about downtown Long Beach. We mentioned this story on Friday. A number of business owners are saying, you got to do something. Crime, homelessness, drug use. Stores are closing up all around us. We're going to do the same thing unless you clean this up. We're going to have a couple of those store owners on after the news at 4 o'clock. And what I noticed, too, not just Long Beach, but other places that I hadn't been to in a while, I look over and I see a tent. I'm like, wow, that just shows you the change? You could always go to downtown L.A. and Skid Row, and there's areas off of the uh, freeway ramps there and the overpasses where there have been tents. For years, you know, I remember driving around seeing that. But now you might go to a place where you didn't see the tents before. And they're popping up in places like grassy areas and parks between. I I don't know how this ends, but there's got to be some point well, where, it, where even this ridiculous voting population of California says enough. Yeah, well, that's going to be the test. How bad is it going to have to get? Because there are new homeless people coming here every day from all over the country. 
and and, and uh, we're uh, we're accepting them and letting them be, and they like that. Yeah, and they're they're homeless people all over the nation know they can come here and have a life that they enjoy, and there's nobody here stopping it in power. Nobody. So we'll talk about their frustrations. That'll be after the news. At 4 o'clock, we just talked about the shooting uh, involving uh, several football players at the University of Virginia, which was carried out by a former football player, apparently, who may have been bullied, hazed. We don't have all the details there yet, but they did arrest him. On to another shooting that occurred some time back, and that's the shooting on the movie set Rust involving actor Alec Baldwin. Last time we talked about this story, Supposedly, the uh, police investigation was done and was turned over to the district attorney there in New Mexico. And we thought charges might be coming soon, but uh, that's weeks ago. And so far, no official criminal charges against anybody. But lawsuits are flying, of course. And if you don't remember, this happened on a New Mexico film set for the movie Rust. an old Western thing. Uh, October 21st. And a woman by the name of Helena Hutchins, who was the film's cinematographer, was killed when uh, Alec Baldwin picked up what was supposed to be like a, well, it was a real gun, but for the purposes of the movie, like a prop gun. And uh, it went off. He pointed it at her, and we believe he pulled the trigger, and it was, a, it was loaded. And she died. In a, and uh, the, we always forget the director, Joel Sousa, was wounded in that shooting. So the new development is that Alec Baldwin has filed his own lawsuit. He's already settled with family members of Helena Hutchins, but now he wants to get some make it the, clear he's get, not totally responsible for this. In a way, he's right because he, he wants to get some of the money back. And and maybe, although I don't know if these people have any money. H- Hannah Gutierrez Reed was the armorer and the assistant prop master for the movie. David Halls was the first assistant director and Seth Kenny, an assistant armorer for the film, who supplied prop weapons and ammunition for the movie. And finally, a woman named Sarah Zachary, who was the film's prop master. So, I mean, the way this supposedly unfolded, they're there in rehearsals and Alina Hutchins is across from him and he's handed the gun. And, you know, the story is he's told that the gun is clean, right? Which means uh, there's no rounds in it. So I guess he feels free to fire one off. And like Russian roulette, there was at least one round in it. Yeah. And it goes off and it hits Helena Hutchins, I think, in the heart. Except you're not supposed to fire a gun when you're pointing it at people. You should never do that. Right. He forgets that part. That's true. That kind of messes up the lawsuit, doesn't it? So in his lawsuit, he says that... The prop master woman I mentioned, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, failed to check the bullets of the gun carefully. Halls, the assistant director, failed to check the gun carefully and yet announced the gun was safe before handing it to Baldwin. And this woman, Zachary, she failed to disclose that Gutierrez-Reed had been acting recklessly offset. And there were reports that people were playing around with guns on the set of this movie. The thing is, all that may be true, maybe not true. Who knows? I mean, you're never going to be able to recreate a moment, right? Right. There's no there's no video of this. People, when they do their jobs, they're on automatic, so they might not even remember exactly what they did or didn't do. But that's why the golden rule at the end of it all is 
don't press the trigger when when the gun is pointed at somebody. You have yeah. to assume there could be a screw-up. They dead. got confident and lackadaisical is what happened. Yeah. Sort of lapsing into lazy human behavior. It's like, yeah. I'm sure this go, this kind of lazy, lackadaisical behavior goes on every day on these movie sets. And, you know, one day there's going to be a live bullet and it's going to hit somebody. Because that's the way human beings are. Human beings, after a while, are really lazy about the details. Right. So, only so long people can concentrate, especially when you have jobs that are very routine. We already had a lawsuit from a crew member. Uh, she wasn't involved in the shooting, but she was a crew member named Mamie Mitchell. That the set was unsafe because guns were left unattended. Live ammunition was found in several of them. She alleged that Alec Baldwin should have checked the gun for safety with the armorer rather than just relying on a statement by Mr. Halls that the gun was a cold gun, meaning it didn't have live rounds. Baldwin's cross-complaint says, Hutchins wouldn't have instructed Mr. Baldwin to point the gun in her direction and fire if she thought the slightest possibility existed that it was loaded. Well, I I guess that would be true, but... um, And Mr. Baldwin added, would never have done so under those circumstances. So the problem was they just relied on each other and then nobody did the work, you know? Yeah. I mean, the armorer, that's the work. I mean, if you're in charge of the guns, isn't that the bottom line? If you're the person in charge of the guns on the set, the buck stops there with the safety. I think that woman is the most responsible of anyone for this, even though I'm not letting Alec Baldwin off the hook. But she's the one that should have been very thorough, making sure that gun was She wasn't. Uh, cold. She was sloppy. She was new at it. Yeah, I think she, she got the job through her father or something. Yeah, her father or? had done this kind of work for a long time. And uh, she was moping around in life and decided, okay, maybe I'll do what dad does. And uh, she hadn't had very much experience. So and then, now the... And from the what dis- I've read, the truth on movies yeah. is they, they don't spend a whole lot of time worrying about safety. It's go, 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 go. Because every every extra hour causes uh, the budget to increase. Yeah. So and people I, people talk a good game, but in reality, they don't play that game. I think a lot of us thought that those are not real guns, but actually when they make these old westerns, they want it to look authentic. And especially now with the, the technology and movie making, people can really see, you know, you see very well all the details of what you're... So they wanted to make sure, you know, we have a real gun that we're using on the set. The DA for the Santa Fe area is Mary Carmack Altwees. She has requested nearly $700,000 in funding to prosecute as many as four people involved in the incident. And the board eventually gave her over $300,000. She made that request back in uh, the, the summer. You so. know, it, it, it's not hard, though, with uh, technology. They can dub in the sound effect, and they can also add a flash on the screen. But when you're looking at the gun, you want it to look well, right. You but make. you never have to load it. Yeah, that's true. You could you could add the boom and you could add the flash after the fact. All right, we got more coming up. We had mentioned on Friday that the top guy at the for the border, that would be uh, the U.S. Mexico border, uh, Customs and Border Patrol head. Well, he was told to uh, quit, or he'll be fired. He said, I will not quit. Uh, well, he did quit. That and more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, on Friday, one of the stories we did is that the man that heads the Border Patrol 
for the U.S. government, part of the Department of Homeland Security, was told that uh, you better resign or you're going to be fired. His name was Chris Magnus. And uh, he actually sent out letters to the Washington Post and the L.A. Times saying, I have no intention to resign. They're trying to force me out. He's been in that job about a year. He was confirmed by the Senate in a 50 to 47 mostly party line vote. He'd been chief of police in Tucson. Uh, he also worked as a police chief in Richmond, California, and in Fargo, North Dakota. He spent 15 years as a police officer in Lansing, Michigan. I, I guess he was just one of these turds that floated to the top of the bowl, and they gave him this job uh, as head of the Border Patrol. Now, what I just read about him that was fascinating, remember a few months ago when uh, a couple of governors, that being Florida and Texas, were busing migrants to cities like Washington, D.C., New York? Yeah. And uh, Martha's Vineyard. Remember all that? Yeah. Right. Well, what was the take on that by most of the politicians and the media, the Kamala Harris's, the L.A. Times, that that was a horrible, inhumane thing to do? Right? Cruel. Cruel. Magnus, say, he took his own path on this one. He said that <laughs> the governor's doing that is drawing more migrants to the border. They can get free rides north to places, wonderful places like, he didn't say wonderful, like <laughs> ad living. New York, Washington, D.C., and Massachusetts. He said that, uh, of course, the, the liberals, the others said this too, the governors of Texas, Arizona, and Florida were lying to migrants about what opportunities might await them in those cities, and it was luring others to come to the U.S. So he was blaming the out-of-control border on a couple of governors who were just trying to deal with the migrant crisis yeah. by bringing it to the doorstep of people in Washington, D.C., New York City, sanctuary cities. Meantime, Biden's crowd is uh, moving 10 times as many migrants on planes. Yes, unreported. All, dumping them all over the country. Except by a few websites that actually have video right. and pictures. So, I mean, they're, they're all nuts. And the El Paso mayor moved a bunch of migrants, too, and he's a yes, Democrat. he's a Democrat. And but he's, he was he, told by the Biden administration, don't declare a state of emergency. That'll get too no, much attention. They're, don't do that. They're, they're just, they're, this is all absurd. This is all crazy. So we think they're throwing him under the bus as a way of saying, there you go, the border is a little, is a little trouble at the border. So we got head rid of the Commissioner yeah. of U.S. Customs they, and Border Protection for you. They don't like him because he wasn't st sticking to the, uh, to the partisan script. Have to be a team member. Have to say what the team says uh, you should say. Yeah, that's what the story says here, that apparently or there were reports that he was, as John is right, not a team member. Can't think he for yourself. He would not respond. He would fall asleep during meetings. Uh, I mean, he sounds and, like boo, but I know. I'm right. just amused by this. <laughs> where, where what Abbott and DeSantis did are bad. What Biden does is ignored. And then this guy saying... Hey, what Abbott and DeSantis are doing is going to lead to more illegal immigration, but I guess not what Biden is doing when he sends people all over the country in planes. I mean, there's so many uh, absurd contradictions here, so like, I'm getting dizzy. Now, it has been 10 years since we got the program known as DACA. D-A-C-A -A stands for Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. That was Obama's amnesty, so to speak, for uh, illegal immigrants who were brought here as children by their family members, usually their parents. Well, the latest story in the El Segundo Times is that they've grown frustrated. DACA recipients are giving up on the United States. They're leaving. 
Because after 10 years, they do not have citizenship and they're bitter. Now, they were never promised citizenship. This was just the administration's way of saying, oh, nobody's going to deport you. You're not going to get in trouble with immigration as long as you meet the requirements for the DACA program. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, Tawida, Tawida Wahabza, Wahabazada. Well, anyway, she was brought here by her parents from Canada. Her parents were Afghan refugees, and they moved uh, from Toronto to Nevada when she was a child. Doesn't say how old. She grew up in Nevada, but she eventually applied for, and she got DACA status. But in February of 2020, fed up with not, not getting a permanent place in the U.S., she, it was kind of a funny thing, she hosted a self-deportation party. Hmm. And she left the U.S. for Canada. She I'm thought gonna... starting over would be exciting. She'd be busy making new friends. But, of course, the pandemic hit. And then she got lonely and isolated because not much, especially in Canada, was going well, on. Well, you know what I pandemic. love is, and, and the LA Times never gives up. And they never will. But again, another sob story. Uh, the parents who brought uh, this girl here broke the law. Broke yes. the law and, uh, you know, figured that we would waive the law at some point, And nobody ever has. And when Obama tried, he broke the law. And it took 10 years. But finally, judges said, no, a president can't do that. So they've lost on the logical legal argument, right? There's no question that this family broke the law. There's no question that Obama broke the law. So now they resort to sob story. Because sob story is always supposed to trump the law and, and rational thought. And when you're I losing, try to make people cry. I can't even tell from this story. There's a few people that they mention. I mean, this idea that they're all self-deporting. They've given up on the United States. They're leaving. It might be just three people they found. Right. They do well, like to take one oh, and yeah. blow it up into some big trend Absolutely. to make their point of uh, sob. You're right. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's cherry-picking a few stories, and then they give a big headline to make people go, Oh, we're so mean. There's a way. You know, the, the Democrats had control of uh, Congress for two years, along with the president, right? Did they pass a bill changing immigration law so that peace, these people could be made citizens as well as other illegal immigrants? No, I think one was introduced, but it didn't get anywhere. But it did. Oh, see, and didn't that happen 10 years ago when Obama was president? And for two years, he had the Senate and he had the House and they never passed any immigration bill to fix things. No, they things. focused on Obamacare, and that was all they Now they have do. another two years, and they don't do anything. Now, what does that tell you? They would rather have this issue to use as a weapon during an election cycle. But they don't want the issue to go away by passing a law. They could have passed a law now. Four years out of the past, what, 12, 14? Yeah, four years out of the past 14, they had complete control of the House, the Congress, and the presidency, and they did nothing. They barely tried, which means they want to keep the issue in order to keep calling Republicans mean-spirited and racist and xenophobic. Otherwise, it's also amazing how slow these things move. Trump tried to end the program in 2020, but remember the Supreme mm -hmm. Court said he didn't follow the correct procedures. Now it's going through the courts again. And a judge and an appeals court have ruled the program is illegal. 
And that's, they think, though, it's going to eventually still end up in the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's what governors and presidents count on when they do something illegal. You're right. Just to make it, it'll take forever to get through the courts. The, I mean, they had up to 800,000 people in this thing at one yeah, point. No, now they're uh, at 600,000 enrolled. Obama was running for re-election against uh, Romney, and he wanted a bump from uh, Hispanic voters. And he wanted the energy from the activists. Because they had been turning on him. They were criticizing him and causing a ruckus. So the way to flip it is, okay, we'll give you DACA. I know it's illegal, but we'll do it anyway. And yeah, 10 years before it got got blocked. And what is it you and I said even 10 years ago? That if they could literally finally secure the borders, most Americans would probably be willing to give an amnesty to those already in the country. But you you look at what we got going on right now. There's just no way. Because Because they want to bring in people from other countries by the millions. That's what the Democrats want to do. And the Republicans don't really stop it either because, again, they get bribed by their business interests to bring the ch- to keep the cheap labor coming in. You know, if you're, uh, if you're running a chicken factory, right, you want all those illegal immigrant men coming in to work in the uh, chicken plucking factories. Oh, yeah. And, you, you know, you can pay them four bucks an hour. And if they lose an arm in machinery, they're, they're not going to sue. They've got uh, no one to complain to. All right, we got more coming up. It is the John and Ken Show on KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. All right, 4 o'clock hour, we got another keyword. That's in about 30 minutes at 420. There's only two more left today. You could enter that keyword and win some money, serious money, $1,000. It's coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Our guests at 405 will be some Long Beach store owners. We're talking specifically about downtown long beach which apparently i mean the numbers are startling the increase in the homeless population the crime numbers horrendous and what these business owners are saying to the city is we're going to leave too as many other store owners have closed up shop we may have no choice but to relocate as well unless you do something about the crime the homelessness and the drug use Uh, we're going to have a couple of them on the show after four o'clock to give us their first-hand accounts of what's going on in that city in downtown Long Beach. Well, it's time once again to rattle the cage of a vegan. Now, before we do this story, we should tell you that our particular vegan has already taken care of this problem and mentions it constantly. Yeah, Yeah, when it comes up on the show, she's quick to mention that she does do this. Mm. And the headline is, A woman who could barely walk after years of feeling extremely tired was diagnosed with vitamin B12 deficiency. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the part where you chime in and say, I I take take, shots or pills. I I take a spray. It's a vitamin B12 vegan spray. (laughs) It goes in your mouth. And I go, shh. On my tongue. Like a breath freshener thing? Yes. It's delicious. It actually just reminded me, Ken, I forgot to squirt it today. Is it flavored? Yes. Raspberry. Oh. It's, 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 it's quite delicious, and it's supposed to give you uh, some energy. And, and uh, hey, every year I go and I have a physical, uh-huh. and I am not B12 deficient. In fact, one year my doctor said, oh, you have a lot of you. You have a little bit too much in your system of B twelve. Oh, so I had to scale back. Yes. Oh, you're, that's good. You were guzzling that stuff. I was. Huh? It was delicious. Well, it's a it, magic spray. Yeah. It is. Well, if you're a vegan and you haven't eaten eggs, dairy, and meat for more than five years, you are at risk. Mm. 
Uh, this and woman, when we're talking about vitamin B12 is essential for nerves and the red blood cells that carry oxygen around the body. Deficiency of that vitamin typically has two causes. Malabsorption because of conditions like celiac disease and something called pernicious anemia. But doesn't this well, because show... Because the person is eating enough of uh, things like uh, B12 is found naturally in meat, eggs, and dairy products. Okay, but doesn't this show you that human beings naturally evolved to eat eggs, dairy, and meat? Because without it, we would get very sick. It means the human body requires it. Yes. Now, because remember, you know, B12 supplements have only, only been around for so long, right? But yeah, humans have been I thought around. your parents got shots when you were a child. They did. Didn't they go to some but, wacky doctor and got B12 shots every yes, Friday or something? That's right. Every Thursday. Thursday, every Thursday 7 o'clock. Well, dinner, see, they were onto something. My brother and I had to be taken to their doctor's office and uh, sit in the waiting area while they got their B12 So, shots. wait a second. Were your parents not meat eaters and egg eaters? No, they were. Okay. Well, so, there you yes. go. They were, they were, they, it was a wacky doctor. Oh, I see. But, yeah, they did eat meat and dairy in the oh, my dad, household. Oh, my dad ate an enormous Okay, amount. so, see, they were still. My, they- my mom had weird eating habits. She would, she would, um. Uh, she had a juicer, and she put like celery into the juicer. Yeah, what's and, wrong with that? And drink. She's celery ahead of her juice. time. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, There's well, nothing wrong with look that. Look at that. But Ken, he's saying that, both of you guys are, are are. Thank you for worrying about me. But you're saying that that people are being that, that are deficient in B12, B12 because they're not eating meat and eggs. But well, there you go. Your your parents. They ate that stuff, and they still needed. No, a I think. Shot. I think no, that, we don't know that they needed it, Deborah. Uh, they I, were sold a bill of goods by this doctor. John believes. Yeah, oh, okay. I think so. Oh darn it! I think right. the doctor was just looking to get a couple of. Uh, All right, fine. Never mind. But if you, no, it's okay. It's you it's notice a good point to bring week, up. But. Every week, there's a story coming out about the side effects of being a vegan. Last yeah. week, you were going to go bald. Right, and you could see. <laughs> look at how poofy my hair is. Today. That's right. I, I think, I I'm think fine. now you're, you're poofing it up more just to show. No. I washed it the other day, and this is... Yeah, these stories aren't really for you. They're for your vegan fans, okay. just so, you know, um, they, they right. take care yeah. with their diet so in there. She she's 33, Carla Minsky. She stopped eating meat and fish in her mid-20s, trying to be healthier. Mm-hmm. But after a year, she experienced extreme fatigue. After six years, so exhausted she could barely walk. It took her six years. Wow. Carly is not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. Well, she thought initially that she had a problem with her thyroid. And supposedly that can cause tiredness if it doesn't produce enough hormones. Mm-hmm. But then she was told in 2020, you got really low levels, levels of B12. So she got injections, not spray, Deborah Mark, injections. Yeah, that's what my parents got. And felt better immediately. But she's going to have to take them the rest of her life unless she goes back to eating okay, all these but, uh, all right, products. Let's, let's say 100 years ago, there was no such thing as vitamin B12 shots, right? Mm-hmm. And there's probably no such thing as vegans either. Because people had lived for tens of thousands of years, the human race, and they naturally evolved to requiring meat and, and dairy and eggs. Right. They, and, and so you actually can't live. If you go long enough without vitamin B12, probably you'd, you end up dying. It says here symptoms include leg tingling, arm tingling, trouble walking, fatigue, nausea, and a fast heart rate and irritability. Hmm. You have any of those? Has all of well, those I am again. irritable. I was going to say. <laughs> and with your little peppy personality, you have a fast heart rate, probably. No, not oh, really. Okay. No. no, I'm good. Uh, apparently, most people in the U.S. do not have this deficiency. It's not that. It's not really that common. But obviously, for people that have different diets, right? Because that's a tiny percentage of the public. Yeah, a just... cup of two percent fat cow's milk contains half of all the B12 you need for the day. 
Three ounces of cooked salmon or pan-fried beef contains all of it. Mm-hmm. John probably eats one hamburger I, and John's okay. I am bursting with B12. You are. I have, I have a very strong red blood cell levels. Mm-hmm. Those who don't eat animals can still get it from fortified plant milk. Plant milk? <laughs> Breakfast cereals, nutritional yeast flakes? Ooh. Oh, yeah. That R- doesn't sound like yeast, yeast flakes. What about my oat milk? Would well, that be considered uh, plant milk? If, if it's, I don't know. I don't know if it's fortified or not. This story doesn't give specifics on what kind of plant milk we're talking about. Plant but milk. would that be soy milk? Could that do it, or is well, that? Well, I mean, I've, I've, a... I've had soy milk. I've had almond milk. I've I have had coconut milk. I have oat milk. And you've had your you're getting your B twelve checked every right? they every year. That yeah, oh, I'm okay. fine. All right. Well, it's like I... I said at the beginning that you're not necessarily someone you know. Who you're fine, and these. you have a lot of hair. That's right. And let's not. <laughs> Let's not put it out into the universe that I'm going to go bald. Were you checking this weekend? See if you. No, I forgot all about it. No, no, I didn't worry about that. All right, we got more coming up, but we're going to have some uh, folks who run stores in Long Beach, downtown Long Beach to be specific, to talk about the problems they were dealing with with homelessness and crime and how they're really at their ends here. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24 hour KFI newsroom. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.